And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey guys, hope you're having an awesome day. I wanted to talk to you for a few minutes about not stifling your team. So whether you're uh, maybe you maybe you're an upline um, or maybe you're a downline, and either way, you probably have an upline, right? There's uh, you've got an upline, and uh, you are probably an upline. I just want to talk to you about not stifling your team because. If you do, uh, you can you can lose your team, and if you're downline being stifled by an upline, obviously you know how that feels. <clears throat> so, uh, I was talking to someone today. I actually ran into a prospective client today at uh, at, at my barber shop. Believe it or not, um, he he was uh, he was there, and um, we actually go to the same church. We go to a pretty pretty large church, so it's pretty easy to not not know, you know, not know each other because there's like six campuses at the church. And, uh, one of our, one of our strategists told me a few weeks ago that, Hey, someone that goes to your church, uh, you know, came through the funnel and I've been talking to him and I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. So I knew that this person existed and today I'm at the barbershop and, uh, and they came up to me and like, uh, they introduced themselves and kind of, you know, gave me the backstory it was pretty cool um, to meet them. It was, it was actually really cool to meet them. Great guys. They have a super bright future. And uh, I'm really, really excited for them. And they're looking at uh, at one of our programs to help them build their business and, um, you know, use advertising and, and sales funnels to, to make it happen. And, you know, when we kind of just kind of when we were talking, they basically shared with me that one of their major, if not their major sticking point was that their, uh, they wanted to basically get the blessing of their like big, big dog upline. And their upline is, you know, uh, a little bit further along in life. Um, probably in, you know, these guys that I was talking to are probably in their, well, not probably they were, they definitely were in their early to mid twenties because I asked them and their upline that they're speaking of is in his fifties and, uh, you know, has been doing network marketing for a long time. And, and there wasn't, wasn't saying that this upline was like negative on 
sales funnels and advertising, but there was definitely something, something there that they, you know, they knew that they wanted to kind of honor this upline, um, by getting his blessing. Um, but there was also a, uh, definitely a level of, uh, they knew that it wouldn't be like just perfectly well received. And they were kind of talking about like how to best approach this upline to kind of get the blessing and things like that. And, um, so we kind of talked a little bit about that and, and how to best approach this. And the thing that made me, I guess a little sad because, you know, uh, in some ways we experienced it in other ways we didn't, but I've seen a lot of people experience this just through our, you know, our client base. And this particular upline that we're talking about in the, in the story, uh, well, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily want to use him as an example because I don't know his whole, his whole story, but let me tell you what I see most of the time is upline. They built the business a certain way. And especially if these people are in their, uh, you know, middle-aged, um, you know, they built the business in large before, you know, any, any of the, really the, the info revolution happened before we were walking around with Facebook in our pocket, right? Um, they built their business before that. And so they're very used to, and they believe that their success, their, that, well, their success did come from old school methods. And they believe that the only way to really do it now is with those methods still, and maybe they adapt them to the internet. They basically use those old school methods with Facebook and they kind of are, you know, rooted in that doctrine. And when something comes along that's different than the way that they get results, it threatens them. And they feel like they're, uh, like, like it's not going to work. Um, and in fact, they're going to, they're going to lose their team if their team starts, you know, doing things that are outside of their experience or outside of their control. And so what you see a lot is upline basically trying to control the experience of their downline to the point where um, it either pushes, well, this is what it always does. It always pushes the strong, the strong people away because strong people that are going to be their tippy top earners always put their own spin on things. Always. Um, when you look at any big leader, they've almost always cracked some sort of code in a special way that's unique to them. And what upline do is they drive those people away. Um, because those people need to flex their creativity and need to flex their ingenuity. And if you stifle them to the point where they can't do that, guess what? They're gone. They're going to leave. And what you get is a team full of yes men. You get a team full of uh, really kind of mediocre quality. And, you know, when you, when you can, when you look at your team and the, you know, the vast majority of them are, you know, very basic level, you know, contributors to the world outside of network marketing and they're basic or underperforming in network marketing you, you, you don't blame all the people you blame the leader and a lot of times that comes from stifling teams and not letting people's creativity flex now there is a lot to be said for keeping something consistent keeping something duplicatable and that's not where I'm going right now you have to have a very streamlined duplicatable system to have mass in a team. So don't get me wrong here, but I see this a lot. I see people being afraid of what their uplines are going to say because upline, you know, built the business back in the old school ways 
and believes to their core that, yeah, they know that times have changed, but they don't, they don't see how you have to build a business differently. What's so amazing to me is that literally the same, these same upline, they consume information differently than they used to. They probably used to consume their information with, you know, a newspaper, um, by, you know, going surfing TV, you know, finding the channels that they trust and, and watching those TV channels, watching those news channels. Um, they used to, you know, do hotel meetings and they were totally normal. Well, now the information consumption has totally changed. They're sitting on their couch on their phones as they go to, you know, wind down for the night. They're watching YouTube on their iPad. As they wind down for the night, they are subscribers to Netflix. They're probably going to the bathroom with their phone in their hand. So they're consuming information differently yet, and they get it, yet they don't see how everyone else is also consuming information differently. It needs to be approached in a significantly different way. And they're deathly afraid of losing the control of their team. So they end up stifling their own team. Here's what happens. They get a weak freaking team because the people that they stifle, will they, they'll take it for a while. They almost always do. They almost always take it for a while. And one of two things happens. Either one, uh, they stifle that person to the point where that person never moves anywhere. They stay in one place and they don't grow anyway, which is a, that's a lose-lose scenario for everyone. Two, um, they push that person out because that person is too much of a strong personality. That person leaves and goes somewhere where they're... Uh, creativity is applauded and that person flourishes. Uh, and then it's a, now it's a lose win. The upline lost downline one. Um, third scenario is they let that downline flourish and it's a win-win. They realize that, man, I've got nothing to lose here. Cause in the first two, two options I lost, remember lose, 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 win. So they only have one option and that is let your downline creativity flourish. It's the only option here. As an upline, you got to pay attention to your team, pay attention to them. You know, again, most people are going to fall into, hey, follow the system, follow the system, follow the system. But if your system sucks, your system sucks. But anyway, follow the system, follow the system, follow the system. But when you find, even if you're following a very uh, updated sales funnel oriented system, you're going to have people that come in with really strong personalities and want to change things, want to do their own creativity. And you got to use some leadership discernment to, you know, fan their flame or redirect them or make a different call. You got to, you got to do that. But if you kind of use this blanket, shut up and follow the program, man, you're in for a rude awakening. It's not going to be good because the whole world is shifting to this new era of, of building business, whether it's network marketing or not. And the ones that don't embrace it are going to get freaking smoked. They, they already are, you know, they already are getting smoked. And we have to be true leaders and true leaders understand each person's strengths and set them up properly. So anyway, um, that all said, let me just, uh, let me just add one last little thing. Um, sales funnels are a tool, okay? Advertising is a tool. Um, I, I remember we still have people, I still like, you know, talk to some of our strategists and hear some of the things that they are talking about. And and I remember hearing myself like, 
oh yeah, man, I have click funnels. Uh, I'm basically, I'm good. Like I know what I'm doing. I have click funnels. And I always thought that was the, the most hilarious response in the history of the world because it's kind of like me saying like, oh yeah, I have a car. Yeah, I've got a car. Even though my goal would be to, you know, win a NASCAR race. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm good. I've got a car. Like I've got, I've got the tool necessary to, to play the game. Having a software like ClickFunnels, having a uh, access to an ad platform like Facebook or YouTube, um, that's great. But it's just literally just the tool. It's it's nothing else. It's like saying, oh yeah, I have a wrench, I have a hammer. Even though your goal is to be a mechanic, so just recognize that you know you having. I know you probably know this if you're listening this long, but you having or someone having a tool, having software, uh, it doesn't mean anything. It, it, it empowers you to execute your vision, but that's it, right? That's why there can be, you know, however many users ClickFunnels has, uh, 100,000, let's say, 100,000 users, yet, you know, I, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just taking a stab in the dark, but 2,000, you know, or 3,000 or whatever, who cares? A few thousand people have a seven-figure funnels and businesses, right? So that's literally a single digit percentage of the total. And there's nothing wrong with ClickFunnels or anything that, um, you know, that Russell puts out there as far as training goes. There's nothing wrong with it at all. What I'm saying is it, it, you have access, access to a tool doesn't mean anything. Because I see network marketers do this all the time with new systems. They're like, oh yeah, my company or my upline, they put a system in place and we're good. And usually that system is simply like an opt-in page. It's an opt-in page with some like mediocre tracking on the back end. And even if it was perfect tracking, it doesn't matter. You need, you need to be able to penetrate people's minds at scale. Bring them into your world, indoctrinate them into your way of thinking, and then get them to sign up by, and pay you money to sign up in a network marketing team. That is not going to be done with a basic duplicated freaking opt-in page in a video from a company or an upline that didn't even make a living with direct response marketing. It's not going to happen. Remember, you remember, think about who you're trying to reach here. You're literally, your, your customer, your person, your, whoever it is, let's say you're, you're targeting a 35 year old mom of two named Holly. You're targeting Holly. Holly is sitting on the couch at night after she's put the kids, the, the kids to bed. She's scrolling on her phone on Facebook. And she comes across your ad. And you've got a freaking millisecond to catch her attention. And if it looks, if it smells like a duplicated piece of garbage, if it smells like a scam, if it smells like MLM, like she's seen before, she's gone. That millisecond window has closed. You've got a millisecond to catch her. Then... You've got, you bought yourself three seconds. What are you doing? What are you going to do in those three seconds? Then you've got five seconds. Then she clicks over to your landing page. If something is incongruent, if something is not sexy, if it doesn't feel like it solves her deepest pain, she's gone and she's on to the next thing. She clicks out. She keeps on scrolling. She looks for funny videos. You've got to, you've got to sneak in in that split second window. But if you can do this, if you can sneak in, if you can 
appeal to her deepest desires in this in, in this short amount of time. If you can go under the BS radar, because it's not BS, not because you flew under the radar, but because you're truly not offering some load of garbage. If you can offer her something that's going to truly change her life, and if you can communicate in a way that doesn't smell like crap, you can do this at scale. Because it's not just Holly sitting there. It's 10,000 Hollies sitting there. And that's just in, like, one area. And you can reach these people at scale every day. That's how you can have hundreds, thousands of applicants and literally inundate yourself with interested people in your business. So with that, um, went on a few different topics there. But we appreciate you. Thank you for uh, all your support. And um, we appreciate you listening. So with that, I hope you have an incredible rest of the day. And we'll talk to you soon.